block sports, big 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 block sports. Big block sports, we are live. We are upcoming on week seven NFL action. Uh, we just passed week six. We had a couple teams on by. Another exciting weekend of football. A lot of teams. Uh, one that I picked, I believe my record was 12 and two because the Bills, ugh, and I want to say the Broncos let me down. It's unfortunate. Um, but it was a good week pick wise overall. I, I I know I had about two weeks where I was kind of sketch. I was like 10 and 6, 11 and 7-ish. Um, but now that the bye weeks are coming up, I uh, had a pretty good week there. Um, 49ers on a bye last week. And it got me to thinking about something that I never really noticed before. And, and you can let me know if you've experienced the same thing uh, as your team's bye week comes up in the coming weeks here, but bi-week blues are real. Um, I, I, I'm not sure I remember any season where, um, you know, I just found myself not sure what to do with my Sunday. I mean, obviously I wanted to watch some football, you know, um, I just, I just wasn't as into the games, I guess, as I am when I know either we will be playing at one o'clock or, we will be playing at four o'clock or, you know, Sunday night football. Um, but what are what what are things that you do when your team is on a bye week? What do you do to get over bye week blues? Go ahead and leave that in the comments below. If you're listening on Spotify or on a cast box or whatever platform you're on, go ahead and you can DM me on Instagram at Big Block Sports. I'm also on Twitter at Big Block Sports. Again, if you're joining me here on YouTube, thank you. Welcome back. Click the like, click the subscribe, hit that notification bell so you know when I upload each week's podcast. I've been hovering between Tuesdays and Thursdays kind of here. Um, last week was a really tight stretch because I was leaving, like I said, to go to Vegas. Um, so I was able to squeeze it in. I'm a little behind this week due to some circumstances here at home that, well, you know, I have a job, you know, and as much as I would love to sit here and talk with football about you guys every day, um, every night, I um, can't pay my bills. So like, sometimes I'm a little behind. Um, but I know you guys uh, look forward to these episodes. And, and I appreciate you guys looking forward to these episodes. And, and it really means a lot to me when people reach out to me to tell me how much they enjoy the show and, and they're tuned in and they're waiting for next week's episode or they tell me that was a terrible take. All of it. I love all of it because um, I'm full of awesome takes and I'm also full of less than awesome takes, but mostly awesome. Um, but I rather enjoy, enjoyed the slow weekend uh, after my Vegas trip. Uh, not sure I would have had the stamina to sit through more check downs more offensive woes, more injuries. Like it would just, it would have just compounded the stress that I already deal with on game day. Um, so I'm glad I was able to just kind of sit. I watched NFL Red Zone all weekend. Um, I laughed a lot. Mostly I laughed at those who, 
who doubted my Lamar Jackson MVP talk from last week's episode. Again, Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the league thus far. Um, So I enjoyed watching Lamar Jackson run and throw all over the Chargers and uh, the Ravens dominated. I laughed at the Dolphins because, you know, that's that's what we do. We laugh at the Dolphins. (laughs) (sighs) I cheered for the Jags. I was actually in the middle of Walmart at 9, 10-ish or so when the game was ongoing, um, and I happened to catch that last second field goal. And, you know, I I gave a little fist pump for the Jags because I picked them to win the game. I just felt it was their time. And, 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 And when you need, you know, when you need something to get you over the hump, when you're on a downward trend and you need something to make you feel better about yourself, it's always the Miami Dolphins to, <laughs> to help you out with that. Um, so thanks to the NFL app for allowing me to experience that in the middle of Walmart, right between uh, cherry tomatoes and um, golden yellow potatoes. I was cheering for the Jaguars. I saw the Browns get work. Again, I, I've, I've, I have not been high on the Browns. Ever? They lost like I said they would. Um, and it's a good feeling when you when you pick it. Let me not say it's a good feeling that, you know, they went through failures and they lost and Baker got hurt. I'm not saying that I wish negative things upon them. I'm just saying when I see things or when I when I analyze the way a game would go. And it turns out that the game goes exactly the way that I thought it would go. It, it feels good that, to know that your eyes and your mind and your thought and stuff is not lying to you. Um, so good feeling. Uh, again, 12 and 2. I picked the Jags game, which almost didn't happen. I was like, ah, that last second kick went through. Um, again, every 1 o'clock game, I want to say, just like it was last week, Literally, you know, on NFL Red Zone, they put all two, three, four games or whatever at the end. And all the kickers kicked the ball simultaneously in two different games at the end. Uh, one kicker made it. <laughs> one kicker did not. Uh, so that was a, an interesting experience in watching simultaneous last second field goals. Um, and then Monday night, right? The slip hurled around the world. Josh Allen, fourth and one, down three. L. That was that was that was fun to watch. Um, I appreciate Sean McDermott playing to win. Uh, that and that and while he didn't get the W in this case, what he did gain for me and he should gain from a lot of people that watch football um, is a huge amount of respect. You know because that 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 is coaching in today's NFL. And that's going to be coaching in 2021 and beyond. And that's the future of the NFL. More and more teams uh, will see all four downs as useful opportunities to convert first downs. And speaking of the future of the NFL, that, that leads me to this, to my favorite part of the show. You know, the music starts playing. I get a little groove going. 
and I, I just gotta set it off, you know? And how am I gonna set it off this week? No more theatrics like last week in my Labar Jackson <laughs> uh, pause for effect. This week, I'll really just be talking about how the NFL could set it off by, by embracing these couple of things that I see are the future of the NFL, right? The NFL is already here, at least on my book, but they could take it whew, here. Now, some of these are bold. Some of these might be considered extreme. Some of these may be difficult to implement, but I don't care, it's my show. Figure it out, NFL, but I know with my skill set of knowledge and experience with the NFL game, these are some things that can enhance the NFL experience, not only for players and coaches, I'm also thinking about you guys, the fans that watch these games like myself, that hang you know, on every play, on every snap. There are so many ways that we could take advantage of technology and other such things to further enhance the NFL experience. Now, am I saying, when I say this is the future, this is what I want to see in the future of the NFL, do I expect them to turn this around in you know, the next couple of months for next season? I doubt it. But I could see in the next two, three, five, extreme 10 years, uh, these things being a part of the NFL. Uh, so I'll, as I go through, they'll get more and more extreme. But I'll start with one um, that I was surprised to learn about has actually been um, around longer than you might think. And what I'm talking about is that green dot, right? The green dot that goes on a quarterback's uh, helmet. And this is what this is this is what I'm proposing. Actually, before I get to my proposition, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Before I get to my proposition, I did some digging. Um, the actual first transmitter in a helmet was actually done in 1956 by none other than Paul Brown, and he had some engineers that were on his staff, and they created a headset. Uh, so in 1956. Uh, they were able to create that. The other teams noticed, hey, the Browns aren't really substituting like they used to. Like they're they're kind of doing things different and weird. And then they found out, oh, here is a radio tower behind a light pole or something. Um, so other teams scrambled to try and create their own version of this uh, electronic headset. In 1956, uh, they Browns the Browns got away with using it in three games, and at that point, it was banned. Um, QBs officially received it overall in the NFL in 1994. So since 1994, quarterbacks have, have been able to hear the plays from the coaches. Now, here's a fun fact that I thought was a bit crazy. It wasn't until 2008, almost... That's almost 10 years, right? Because, well, 2014, let's see, 1994, 95, 96, 97. It's a long ass time. I'm not going to sit here and count with y'all, but it's a long ass time from 1994 to 2008. It wasn't until 2008 that defenders, that they allowed one defender to have the same for fairness and for competitive advantage. And then in 2014, the refs, the referees, got headsets in 2014 that allowed them to communicate amongst each other and more, more on those refs and their conversations later. It's a little foreshadowing right there. Um, but what I want in my, my future NFL, I need all 11 players plugged into that play call. I'm, I'm talking green dots 
for everybody. It's only the next logical step, right? You know, teams are already using signs and hand signals to, to talk to different position groups, um, at least defensively, right? The green dot doesn't provide a big advantage if the play call on defense only covers like the fit of the front seven while the DBs are still getting signals from the DB coach about the coverage call, right? So the reason why I want everybody to have the headset is that I also want to take the green dot to the next level. Because that's what we do here at Big Block Sports. You know, we go big and I'm calling it the gold dot. So again, everybody, we're going to get rid of the dots for the most part. Right now they have the green dot so you know who has the microphone, but we're going to get rid of the dots because everybody is going to have that transmitter. But one quarterback, well, the quarterbacks, I should say, and for defense, the middle linebacker, or I know there's some teams where it's actually the safety or a veteran player on defense that has the, the transmitter. But I'm calling it the gold dot. And this gold dot helmet has a microphone. Yes. So the QB and the coach can now openly run the play and concepts with all other 10 guys, right? So here's, here's my imagination running wild, right? Could you imagine Jimmy G getting on the field? And look, first of all, he's on the field and he's not injured. So, hey, hey, thumbs up to that. But um, yes, he gets the play call from Shanahan, right? Players are already on the line ready to go because they all they already just heard the play. Or maybe it's Trey Lance in the huddle. Um, and, and Shanahan's going to ask Trey, first of all, how does your knee feel? Because I'm still concerned he wasn't at practice uh, so far earlier this week. Um, but if his knee's okay, he can say, hey, you know, I'm good, coach. Right. So Shanahan can have that conversation before the, the timer runs out with Lance in the middle of again, the plays, and then Shanahan calls the play to the right, and, and Lance says, hold up, coach. McGlinchey's on the right side. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go over there. McGlinchey's been getting worked all game, every game. Can we please run to the left? And the coach says, yes, we can go to the left. And all the other players are like, thank God we are going to the left behind Trent Williams. And the play works. Gold dot helmets, my first future initiative for the NFL. Mark that down. Gold dot helmets. You heard it here first. What's next? Next, when it comes to the future of my NFL, I want something to fix the NFL spot system. I look at a sport like soccer and how they've embraced the chip in the soccer ball since 2012. You've even taken a page out of the NFL's handbook by beginning a VAR, the Video Assistant Referee, which is basically replay review for soccer. I've read it and I and I and, I, and I've read about it and, and and I looked into it because I thought like, hey, why aren't they like this? Seems easy money for the NFL, right? Um, and I read some articles that made a good point. It's a traditional thing, right? It's a tradition thing. Moving the chains, like everyone that watches football, that phrase, move the chains, it rings in their head. And in the literal sense, right, it's almost as conic as the football helmet itself, right? The football helmet, the football, the chains, the referees, the stripes, like these things are icons of the game. 
you know, and, there, and there's always something magical just about the suspense of them setting the ball down. Two elderly guys run out with stripes, right? They set the chain, they pull it slow, first down, right? If you're listening on audio, I just kind of hit my arm there doing my first <laughs> my first down signal. Don't be alarmed. But, um, you know, those things I can see where, you know, the traditional element of the, the chains and everything, uh, you know, have certain nostalgia, right? Now, what I will say to that is look at a sport like baseball, where they're not willing to let go of that nostalgia. And I feel like in so many ways, there's all these unwritten rules in baseball that have been around for ages and ages, preventing the game from really evolving into something else. And I don't want the NFL to end up like that. Everything has to evolve. Everything changes. Um, and low-key, there's so many bad spots on Sundays. There's no consistency. Some people mark it where the ball's down. Maybe his, his hip is down, his, you know, his knee's here, the ball's here. There's just no consistency. And the goal line calls, you know, like we saw Dak Prescott just this past week. It looked like he scored. He kind of fumbled. Like, you know, there, there, there was, there was something there. There wasn't anything. It was just a weird goal line call. Um, I do love the pylon cam. And that's what I mean, right? Like you can do this NFL. You can figure this out. I know there's the common rebuttal. This is the other rebuttal that I saw all over online when I started researching microchips in the footballs and things like that, um, where obviously the player is down when his knee is down. The ball could be up here in his hand. It could be, you know, over here. So it may not match up specifically his knee being down, the ball being down. Cool. My rebuttal to that rebuttal is very simple. Figure it out. Figure it out. All 32 teams last season, and this is the COVID season where it was a short end. They, they, the, you know, the CBA, they, uh, we're out of buddy, we're broke. Last year, the NFL team still generated $12.2 billion. Not million, billion dollars. Put chips in the knee pads, put cameras on the ball, like, $12 billion. Now that was down from $15 billion the year before. $15 billion was actually up from like $13 billion the year before that. So we're talking billions of dollars every year that these teams are generating. Um, they can figure it out, right? These NFL, these same NFL teams, the same league figured out a way to scout hundreds of college players when they couldn't travel in the middle of a pandemic. They were able to do virtual workouts, virtual meetings, scouting all that virtually. The entire draft was virtual. Hundreds of cameras all over the, like everywhere. They had cameras everywhere, people's houses. They had Bill Belichick's dog behind, in front of a camera. Like there were cameras everywhere. Technology was everywhere. And what comes with fancy technology besides the, the, the cost of this technology? What comes with it? Well, technicians. There, there has to be employees to connect, run, monitor all of these things. And those people make good money. So I know the NFL has the money to make it happen. I know these teams have the money to make it happen. I know they can hire people who are smart enough to figure out how to make it happen. So NFL, make it happen, bro. Put a chip in the ball, you know, 
use something for first, like let's use lasers for the first downs instead of chains. Like there has to be a way that we can we can figure this out. I trust you guys. Goodell, I trust in you. You can figure this out. We can we can make this happen. This is the future of the NFL that I want. Got to fix that spot. Micro, we got to do something with that. My next item, my next item on the list, and like I said, as we continue to go on, we get a little, we get a little more extreme, right? You know, hey, uh, the first one, green dot, gold dot helmets. All right, yeah, yeah. warming up. Next one, microchips in the balls. Ooh, we're getting crazy now. Next one. We've got the pylon cam. Uh, we've got 4K cameras floating around that follows the action from sideline to sideline, right? We now got those Sony cameras on the sideline with the portrait mode shots that are sweet. Um, they they even brought those into the NBA, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, the angles or the, what. I don't know. It just doesn't look as impressive on the NBA games than it does in the NFL game. Uh, I think the first time I saw the, the shots last season, it was... I just almost made up a word, but the word I was going to use, it reminded me of the gladiators, right? And these, these players and their armors and the fans, you can, you, you see them blurred out in the background and you hear all the noise. It was just very, um, gladiatorial and that's not a word, but that's the best way I can describe it. It was very historical and it just made the game seem so massive and, and gladiator like, um, and you know, this is big block sports, right? We go big, um, and what the future holds in the big block sports future NFL is first person helmet cameras. Imagine being able to see what an NFL player sees during the game, right? Outside of adding the in-game angles. And this is just from a television standpoint, right? They already you know, do the telestrator on different, you know, on the end zone angle or on a side angle or on a one-on-one, -on -one, they, they draw out the route. So they already use multiple camera angles during a game. Adding that first person helmet view just adds another dynamic to, for the color commentator to talk about, um, for the uh, broadcast to highlight in the beginning of the game, the end of the game, during the game. Um, so outside of adding to the in-game angles for entertainment purposes. I think another aspect are, well, the like I said, the coaches, right? They have the opportunity to review players' first-person footage um, to really understand their eyes and, and what they see, you know? It would, it would help, uh, help enhance the game, basically, at every opportunity, even if it's just for the learning opportunity that the coaches will get, right? So they'll be able to track, hey, um, if I'm a linebacker and the coach is reviewing the film and he sees my head turn this way when the play is going that way, the coach is going to be like, hey, what the hell are you looking at? <laughs> um, now, so that's a great learning opportunity that I think a first-person helmet camera would uh, allow for not the obvious quarterback right you you can see the quarterback reading scanning the defense first person from a coach you you have an idea of what he might have been looking at but that first person helmet camera will give you the exacts 
Um, from a fandomonium standpoint, right? We all love the NFL. Kids have favorite players. Some teens that are playing football model their game after their favorite players. With this additional camera, well, fans can now basically almost play in the game along with their favorite players, right? Imagine uh, being able to watch how your favorite QB reads the blitz from his point of view. Um, what about going face-to-face -face with Devontae Adams because your favorite player is a DB? I think it'll bring something to the NFL that it doesn't currently have like some of the other leagues, like the NBA and the and Major League Baseball. And, and the advantages that those two leagues have over the NFL, and this is psychological, are faces. Now, now sure, us hardcore football fans, we know what players look like. We can make out their, you know, we we may not even be into their face, but when we talk about women watching football, uh, and I'm not talking about like, like there's women that watch hardcore football. I'm not talking about those, but you know, watching along with their boyfriend, they don't really want to watch the game. They can watch NBA games because there's players that they can see. They can watch MLB games because they all got on tights and they comment on their butts. Uh, it might be guys too, you know, whatever you're into. It's 2021. Um, but the face, right? The NBA game has those faces. You can you you can make it out. You can see it. And so much of when we talk about social media, it's all about the face and facial expressions. The most popular TikToks have to do with facial expressions and people's faces and how they react to things. So I think adding that first person camera, again, like I said, could you imagine if your favorite player is like Trayvon Diggs and you get to see him face to face with Devontae Adams as he runs this route, you know, eyes, eyes, you know, moving, cutting closing, bracing for hits, the camera would show it all. Um, I'm trying to turn the NFL into a first-person shooter because I feel like Madden 2027 would be crazy with the first-person angle. So next agenda on the bit future of the big block sports NFL, first-person helmet cams. All right, let's get wild here. Are we ready? I don't know what this is with my hand here. If you're listening uh, on Spotify to the audio, don't worry about it. The hand thing is getting awkward. Um, but this one, this one could be considered a little controversial. Um, the audience that 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 would like this may be small, you know, but it may be mighty, a mighty small audience that would be like, yo, that's a great idea. Um, and by audience, I mean supporters, of course. Um, like I said, this is big block sports. It is not safe block sports. It's not tiptoe through the whole block sports, right? It's big block sports. The next innovation of the NFL is putting fans right into one of the tightest brotherhoods in the NFL, right? There's several brotherhoods in the NFL. I feel like this one might be one of the most tightest, closely guarded, kept brotherhoods in the NFL. We're not quite really sure how these people act, what sort of individuals these people are. And I'm talking about the referees, the on-field referees. And what am I talking about? Well, I'm not talking about cameras or something like that. I, I don't know. Who knows what refs look at half the time? Sometimes you're like, you wasn't looking at that play because if he did, he wouldn't have threw that flag. But um, imagine watching the game 
There's a flag at a critical moment. The refs start doing their pointing and huddling up in a circle. And one runs to the sideline and asks the coach. And it's an, it's an entire ordeal. It's just, you're just on bated breath. What do we need? We need mics. We need mics for the referees, for us, for us, the fans, the fans. We want mics. I want to know what the discussion is. What's it like? Are some refs like, like timid? Like they're like, hey, kind of think I saw a hold over there. And then the, the, the senior ref is like, yeah, that was a hold. Call it. Um, you know, or, 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 you know, do, do refs argue, you know, are there like negotiations during this? We all, we, we, we sometimes in the, I got something in my eye here. It is throwing me off. Okay. We sometimes, uh, I do, I see it. Maybe it's, it could be real. Could all be conspiracy. The makeup call, right? We we feel like in certain situations there's a missed call on one side of the field, so then the referees get a little more flagrant with the flag to make up for. It. You know, is that real? You know, is there a what are the discussions like? The refs are are they really people? You know, um, and again, I know the game isn't really about the refs. So the, again, like I said, this this one may be a little controversial. Um. And I know the game isn't about the refs, but let's be honest, the more, the more, right? The more they try, um, more and more the game is always about the refs. And not, not as a diss, it's just the facts, right? Games are won or lost in the NFL because of one flag, one missed call sometimes. Uh, maybe if we heard how detailed and structured their calls are, we, we'd, be, we'd be less inclined to feel like they got a personal vendetta against us, right? Against us. You know, so many times we feel like, oh, that we got that ref? Oh, no. He always calls terrible penalties. But then if we get a chance to hear how he sounds, how he, how he elaborates on why he feels like it's a penalty, you might say, hey, that guy's all right. You know, it changes the way we see our refs. Um, and again, might be a small audience that supports that, but I feel like entertainment value, being able to hear the refs' discussions, being able to hear the different personalities come out of our referees, I think is a great opportunity for us in the big block sports NFL. Make it happen, Roger. Make it happen. I got one honorable mention. So that was my list. I'll just go back through it really quick again. Full team green dot headsets. We're getting rid of the green dot. We're bringing in the gold dot with the mic. You can put it right into the face mask. You don't even need to. It'll be wild. Microchip technology, you know, digital first down markers. Figure that out. Make that happen. Uh, first person helmet cams. Again, first person shooters. First person helmet cams. Makes perfect sense to me. And then the last. I want to hear what the refs are talking about. Put a mic on. It doesn't have to go to the players and the teams. We could see how that could be, you know, a little sketch uh, during the games. But for us watching at home, let us hear it. We want to know. We want to understand. What are you guys talking about so long? It was obviously not pass interference on Josh Norman. Why are you talking about it? <laughs> but my honorable mention is minor league football. And it's the same theme as above. 
$12 billion last year, and somehow the NFL can't seem to, you know, or they just don't want to. I'm going to lean this is probably a will issue more than a skill issue. They don't want to create a development league. The practice squad is not a place for development. No one gets better running other teams' plays. No one gets better at understanding the nuances of the game and game planning, in-game adjustments, in-game speed, practicing on the practice squad, not traveling, just watching, practicing. Where's the G League? NFL style, right? NFL has sat around, watched the XFL, whoop, flounder. AFL came around, seemed a little more destined for success, seemed like it was almost, they never officially sponsored the AFL, but you know, you you, you saw old uh, ex-NFL coaches in the, maybe that was the XFL, but the AFL came around. Um, the value seemed more in tune, like I said, with being a development league, and they floundered. They couldn't even finish the season. I wonder if the NFL is concerned that a newcomer would infringe upon their billion-dollar pots. It almost seems like they're not willing to invest in their talent base. I don't get it. Um, you know, not every kid out of college is ready for the NFL, and I think the next evolution is to create a pathway. I know there's the CFL and all these arena leagues, but those are different games. If you really want to prevent, especially with the COVID season, we saw who Hinton for the Broncos come in and have to play quarterback because everybody else, all the other quarterbacks were not available. If you want to fix that, create a developmental league, create a minor league, just like baseball, just like every other major league has some sort of a developmental league. They just don't rely on college players. Um, so that's my honorable mention, some sort of minor league football. They, they can do it. I know they can do it. And that's the future of my NFL. Big block sports, NFL future. Gold dot headsets. I really love the gold dot headsets. Um, I love it. I love the microchip technology in the football. Figure out a way to... Yo, first down. Like, I want to know for sure it's a first down. Don't, you remember the <laughs> the guy broke out the little card because it was so close. He had to put a card in between the football and the first down marker. What is this? You know, like, are we in the 40s right now? Like, come on, it's 2021, bro. Put some chips in something. First person helmet cam. Again, more access for the fans. More access for the coaches. And let me hear what the refs are talking about. I want to know. This is Big Block Sports, episode 7A. Again, go ahead and click over episode B for this week's picks and predictions. And appreciate you joining. Go ahead and like. Go ahead and subscribe. If you're listening on CastBox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and like, subscribe, whatever it is you do on those platforms to get notifications about new episodes, let me know. I appreciate you guys coming back this week. Enjoy football. 49ers back on the schedule this week. Big Block Sports. We out.